Before we get to this episode, just to say thanks to everyone who's bought my new book, Champion Thinking, How to Find Success Without Losing Yourself. Published by Bloomsbury, the response has been terrific. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's been top 20 in the airport charts consistently, and the reviews have been terrific right across the board. And if you like this episode that you're about to hear on Flow, you'll be sure to enjoy Champion Thinking. Head to my website, simonmundy.com or Amazon, Waterstone, Smiths, places like that to get your copy. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to this bite-sized episode in which I take one lesson from one of my previous conversations and have a closer look. Hello and welcome back, Simon here. And it is Mental Health Awareness Week this week and the theme is loneliness this year. And that's why I've chosen this particular conversation with Nigel Owens, the hugely popular Welsh rugby referee who, as a young man, attempted to take his own life because he felt unable to accept his sexuality. So, as you'll hear, he talks about self-acceptance. And we also get on to another key theme, which is self-compassion. So many of us can be so hard on ourselves without even realising it, and that was certainly the case with Nigel. And just for some context, when Nigel eventually did come out publicly, his story had a profound effect and really helped many other people struggling just as he had. And that prompted a lot of people to get in touch with Nigel, including one mother who revealed that her son had tried to take his life for similar reasons. But when he read about Nigel's story, it enabled him to begin that process of accepting himself, which saved his life. Anyway, enough from me. Here is Nigel Owens. And you've talked about the power of your book and indeed your message on other people. And it all comes down to the difficulty that you had in, in accepting yourself fully at one time mm. and accepting your sexuality. And you've spoken about you know, how, to, to what extent you went into a really dark place. So however comfortable you are talking about that, can you share with us what you went through and you know, the part your family played in helping you out of that? It was a bit catch-22, to be honest with you, because living in a small community contributed a lot to the difficult times in one sense, because everybody knows everybody, and, you know, when, 
when some personal stuff going on in your life, then everybody seems to know about it in the village. But if you're living in a big city and you, you know you don't know who's living above you or next door to you or below you, and and nobody really cares. Um, and sometimes that is a godsend when you don't want people to know stuff. So it contributed a lot to to the difficult times, my close knit of my family and the community I was living in. But then it also contributed in getting me through that as well. Um, and yeah, I was sort of brought up in that small village in an old-fashioned way. Went to went to Sunday school, went to chapel, and um, taught by your mum and dad that when you get older, you'll you'll get a girlfriend, you get married, you'll get kids, and you become a grandparent, and and that's the way the world keeps on going round. And um, then at about 19 years of age, um, I started realizing that I was finding myself myself attracted to men, and this was something totally alien, something that I never experienced before, I had a girlfriend at the time, and something I knew nothing about. Um, and I'd never, at 19 years of age, I, I'd never met or knew a gay person. The only sort of gay person that I knew of was some of the very camp characters that are on some of the sitcoms on TV back in the 70s, 80s, 90s. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm watching, you know, the old programs like Are You Being Served and stuff like this, and, and Ain't I Fought Mum, and some of these very, very camp characters, and, and hearing a lot of this derogatory language around me within my family about these characters and about gay people and, and I'm thinking to myself, my God, I, I you know first I I don't want to be gay. I I'm not like that, so I can't be gay. Um I'm just hearing this language around me, you know, what people are not gonna accept me, people won't like it, what, what you know and I was feeling scared, feeling lonely and, and that contributed a lot then to some very difficult times and in those difficult times, I sort of started getting mental health issues and getting very down, spending a lot of time on my own, drinking more, uh, being lonely, not going out, not wanting people in case somebody would find something out or guess something, and started comfort eating by eating food continuously, and I put a lot of weight on. And um, I was still refereeing at the time, and then I wanted to lose this weight because I'd become overweight. And um, um, unfortunately, I... I I became bulimic. Uh, I went from 16 and a half, 17 stone down to something like lamb stone. So it was very thin, very pale. And I went to the gym, wanted to put some weight on and uh, to make myself feel and look better, uh, to get that body image that I would be happy with and other people may be happy with. And um, I started using steroids. And um, by the time I was 25, 26 years of age, I was in a, in a very, very dark place, suffering from deep depression, mental health issues, anxiety, scared of going out, and and I did something one night that I, that I that I will regret for the rest of my life, something that I have to live with for the rest of my life, where I I left a note from my mum and dad and said, look, you know, didn't tell them why, I said, I just, just can't carry on in my life anymore, and uh, I left the house, um, walked around and I was where I was brought up, and... Um, slipped into a coma from what I had taken and uh, got airlifted to hospital. And uh, I'd never forgive myself for what I put my mum and dad through when they got up that morning and read a note and thought that they were never going to see their, their only child ever again. And um, anyway, I got airlifted to hospital. I was unconscious. I was in intensive care for a couple of days and came out of that and then in hospital for another six or seven days and people came to visit. My mum and dad came and still didn't tell anybody why. And the doctor said to me after I came out of intensive care, he said, look, you're a very, very lucky young man. You've been another 20, 30 minutes, and it had been um, too late to save you. And um, everybody left one night after visiting hours, and then my my mum came back after everybody gone. And my mum said to me, she said, if, look, 
I don't know why you did it. Um, and if you don't want to tell me, then, then you're not going to tell me. But if you ever do anything like that again, then then you may as well take me and your dad with you because we don't want to to live our life without you. And um, and she left, and I just started crying in, in the hospital bed on my own. And um, and that was the moment that my life was saved. Um, I realized to myself, well, this, I need to accept who I am. This is who I have no choice. I can't put the people that I care about the most through what they've been through um, ever again. And I don't want to go through that myself ever again. And, and that was the biggest challenge in my life, was accepting my sexuality and who I was, um, because I fought so many years against it, not wanting to be that person. And um, refereeing that World Cup final nearly four years ago now in Twickenham between Australia and New Zealand in front of 85,000 people and millions and millions of people watching all over the world. You know, the biggest game in world rugby that happens once every four years brings with it a huge amount of pressure and is one of the biggest challenges in rugby is to officiate that game. And uh, But it was nothing compared to the challenge of, of accepting who I was. And uh, and that night I accepted who I was and I realised, look, I have no choice. This this is who I am and I need to accept this. There are many things in life you can choose. You, you can choose whether you're a good person or a bad person, whether you play football, rugby, what sport you choose, where you go on holidays, what you eat, whether you drink. There are many, many things in life you can choose. But but your sexuality is not is not one of them and um and that's what i realized by getting that second chance and uh and then you know i accepted who i was and then sort of slowly over the years got got on with with my with my life really and and that is i think is the biggest challenge anybody will come across in your life it may not be about your sexuality it may be about issues you have at home relationship issues Financial worries, kids worrying about schoolwork, exams, um, you know, whatever's worrying you and getting you down, unless you accept there are issues in your life that you need to deal with, then you can't go on to the next stage of, right, what am I going to do about them? And the only way you'll get through them is by accepting there are issues that need dealing with. And the biggest advice I could give everybody, anybody is to, is to talk about them, to talk about them with anybody, it doesn't matter who, family, close friends, a stranger, professional help, it doesn't matter. But until you accept and start talking about what is getting you down, then there's not much hope of you dealing with it and, and, and getting through it and, and getting getting better with it. And uh, and that's what I did, you know, I accepted who I, I was. It took me quite a few years after that to start telling people and then to move on with my life and be able to to be my, myself, but as I said to you earlier, because rugby is the wonderful sport that it is, it uh, it allowed me to be my myself. And um, and look, you know, I, I was very very fortunate to get a second chance. Um, unfortunately, some some people don't, and and it's, 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 it really sort of makes me sad when I when I hear of so many people in all walks of life that you know get to that dark dark place and don't see any way out and. There is a way out, and that is to is, is to talk about it and to deal with with it in in that way. Um, and uh, I, I was lucky to get that that second chance. I just want to pick up on something you said earlier, and I've heard you say in a few interviews, and it is that this you know that you are finding unable yourself unable to forgive yourself for 
what you put your parents through and for trying to take your own life. Um, I just want to sort of put to you almost that the young man whose mother got in touch with you, if he came to you and said, I'm finding it hard to forgive myself for doing that, for putting my parents through that, what would your advice to him be? I, I would probably tell him the same thing that he would probably tell me, is, is the fact that we all make mistakes in life. And you know, the fact that you've had the second chance and you've seen what you put your mum and dad through means that you will never go to that place and put people that matter you through that same thing again. And that, to me, is is probably something I would tell him. That's you know, it's it's worth you forgiving yourself because your mum and dad know now that they don't have to worry about that anymore. And, and even though none of us would want to put our parents through that, and that's what I would probably tell him. That look, you know, that we all make mistakes in life and. We, we have to forgive them, and maybe that's something I need to tell myself, maybe. Well, that's what I wanted to sort of say, because you're clearly another value of yours is forgiveness. You've spoken very eloquently about forgiving the young man who bullied you at school and being able to see that he might it came from a dark place, and you're saying that this young guy whose life, his mother told you, you saved, that, that they should forgive themselves, and yet a few times you've said that you can't forgive yourself. Could you see that perhaps you are being a little harsh on yourself then, and that could be that proverbial stone in the shoe? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Um, but sometimes you, do, you don't, you know, it's a bit like you were saying earlier, you know, when, when people say that you're a role model or, you know, you're, you're a Welsh, you, know, you, you don't see it that self, do you? You know, you, you'll see it in other people and, you know, it, <laughs> And a lot of people are very good at telling other people how to, to do things better or to forgive themselves, but sometimes you don't, you don't tell yourself that, and maybe that's something that I will maybe finally tell myself, maybe, and uh, maybe you've helped me doing that. Uh, do you think you could do that? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I suppose when you put it in that way, which I hadn't really thought about before, to be honest. Yeah, you know, I, I still, you know, I'm, I'm sort of disappointed that I put my mum and dad through through that and um but yeah i suppose my mum and my mum and dad have forgiven me that that's for sure so you know maybe yeah, i should forgive myself thanks for listening to this episode of life lessons from sports and beyond with nigel owens i hope you enjoyed it if you did and were able to share it with anyone who you think might find it of interest or find it beneficial I would be very grateful I do talk about self-acceptance a lot and I think self-acceptance along with self-compassion are two of the most powerful mental health tools out there I would be delighted to hear your thoughts on this uh, any guest suggestions questions anything like that do get in touch via my website simonmundy.com Thanks to everyone who's already been in touch. Every message is very much appreciated. Anyway, that's it for now. Until next time, thank you and goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.